Welcome to episode 19 of Be Still and Know. I'm glad that you've chosen to join us today as we explore this week's devotional readings. Some weeks I have so much scripture coming to me when I read that I don't know where to start. Other weeks I struggle to process the devotional text and can't seem to find just the right scripture to expand what I want to say. This devotional to podcast journey is an interesting one and I'm glad that you're on this winding road with me. We began this week with a lovely message about how God loves us and desperately wants to feel our love in return in any relationship. The love that we have for the other person, whether it's a child or a spouse, seems to magnify in those moments when it's visibly reciprocated. When you're in the middle of a chore and you get called away by one thing or another and your spouse finishes it for you. Or when you're having a rough moment brought almost to tears and your child weeps right alongside you. Both of those things happened to me on Monday this week and they were both equally beautiful. They were not grand gestures of love, but they were solid moments in both of these relationships that showed me how my family all gives and reciprocates the love we have for each other. The Bible text that I would like to share that I was drawn to on Monday is from Philippians 2, verses 1 through 5, which say this. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. On Tuesday this week, we read about continual praise resulting in continual joy, and that when we're in a state of continual joy, we're able to look at life through that lens. Philippians 4, verses 4 through 7 say this about joy. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. I often find it hard to separate things in my life, meaning if there's a part of my life that brings me joy always, like my family, for example, then you'd think that I'd be able to have that joy spilling over into other areas of my life too. But that's not always the case. Sometimes the challenge areas, like work, for example, spill over into the joyful areas. So then the question we must ask ourselves is this, are we spending enough time in praise so that our joy can overflow? Because when our praise cup is full, we can then easily overflow that cup and let it spill out into our joy. I found this verse from Deuteronomy 33 to be a good reminder of the blessings and joy that were given to God's people long ago 
and that are still relevant to us today. Verse 29 tells us this, O blessed you are, O Israel, who else is like you, a people saved by the Lord? He is your protecting shield and your triumphant sword. Your enemies will cringe before you and you will stomp on their backs. Wednesday this week, we read about God's grace. He is all-powerful, and sometimes, as his children, we mess up, and he needs to punish us. But the weight of his punishment never outweighs the weight of his grace. I thought about this a lot this week. We have been struggling through a lot of what feels like punishment in the last 18 months. This pandemic has greatly impacted all of us in different ways, and not just COVID itself, but the domino effect it has had and continues to have on all our lives. Some days have seemed pretty dark, and even people very strong in their faith have opened up to share their concerns and fears around not knowing what's next. We've had to learn a lot of patience and a lot of grace as we have given a lot more up to God in this last year and a half. Something I heard from God very early on in the pandemic, and by early on, I mean March of 2020, right as we were getting notifications about the virus and the schools were closing and we were being told two weeks to slow the spread. Very early on, I heard God clearly say, this isn't me. This pandemic hasn't been a punishment for sin. This is not a cleansing or a plague sent from God. I think because I heard that from him right at the start of all this, I've been able to keep a strong faith and knowledge that God is with us and his grace is greater than any troubles we face. I'm not really sure how this is related to the devotional for Wednesday. Maybe it's not at all. But that's what I felt compared to, compelled to share as I started writing. A few verses I read that go along with the message from Wednesday were from 1 Corinthians 3, where verses 10 and 11 say, Because of God's grace to me, I have laid the foundation like an expert builder. Now others are building on it, but whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have, Jesus Christ. I also read the following scripture from Romans 3, verses 24 through 27. Those verses say this, Yet God, in his grace, freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. For God presented Jesus as a sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. For he was looking ahead and including them in what he would do in this present time. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness, for he himself is fair and just. He makes sinners right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. Can we boast then that we have done anything to be accepted by God? No, because our acquittal is not based on obeying the law. It's based on faith. Thursday this week was titled Full Joy and took me back to the scripture about joy that we read earlier in the week. 
The focus for Thursday's devotional was about the complete joy that there is for us in God's presence. We read about how on those tougher days, it can be hard to find moments of joy. We're so bogged down by whatever it is that's troubling us. What we need to do on those days is look for the bigger picture. Remember who we are, what our purpose is, and then carry that through those tough times. I've had a lot of those days. This past week was filled with more of those days than usual. And in some of those trickier moments, I looked to scripture. My husband says, when you get overwhelmed, just open the Bible and read. It doesn't matter where in the Bible you are or how much you read, even if it's just a few words, just open it, read, and get lost in the scripture for a second to find your joy again. I need to do that more often. It makes a difference when I do, and I hope that perhaps someone listening might try it too. I decided to do this while I was writing and share with you the scripture that I found. So I flicked the Bible pages and it landed on Jeremiah chapter 1. I read the beginning and verses 4 and 5 stuck out to me. They say this, The Lord gave me this message. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. I love this text. He knows us. He knows what we need, when we need it, and he knows it better than we know it ourselves. Friday this week focused on our unforgiveness of ourselves, how we carry our past mistakes with us like baggage and it weighs us down, when in reality, Jesus has already taken our mistakes and forgiven them, so we need to forgive ourselves. If we don't, then what was the point in him going through all that he did for us? It's hard, I think, at times for us to truly feel clean in his eyes. We compare ourselves to perfection and then feel failure or unworthy of his love and forgiveness. Maybe those of you listening don't feel that, but sometimes I'll look at my life, at all the incredible blessings I have, and feel overwhelmed with joy and unworthiness all at the same time. What have I done to deserve such blessings and gifts in my life? When we look to scripture, the answer is simple. Romans three twenty four through 26 says this, Yet God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. For God presented Jesus as a sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life shedding his blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past, for he was looking ahead and including them in what he would do in this present time. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness, for he believed, for he himself is fair and just. He makes sinners right in his sight the way they believe in Jesus. I recognize that I have read that exact passage already in this podcast. I didn't realize that it was in here twice until I just read it. But for whatever reason, it's important for us to hear it twice today, I guess. It's really the last sentence that brings this full circle for me. God did all of that, took away all of our future sins to show us how much he loves us. And all he asks from us is that we love him. 
Saturday this week was interesting. The devotional talked about architects, and while they design the project, it's usually others who are there when it comes to the time to cut the ribbon. The text compared this idea to God and his creation, and asked us to look at ourselves to see if, when things are going well, when we accomplish goals, do we take that credit on ourselves, or do we take time to reflect and remember our architect? This reminded me of an Olympian this year. Sydney McLaughlin from America ran the 400 meters in the Tokyo Olympics and finished in 51.46 seconds, setting a new world record and becoming an Olympic champion in the process. In an interview, she said something like this, All the glory to God. It's truly just faith and trusting the process. I couldn't ask for anything more. And truly, it is all a gift from God. She could easily have taken the praise. She just became a gold medal winner and world record setter in under a minute. And yet, she gave it all up to God. I hope to be more like her, a 21-year-old runner who sounds wise beyond her years. As part of the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5, verse 16, we read this. Let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. It doesn't say, let your good deeds shine out and take the credit for yourself. It says, let your good deeds shine so that your Father can have the credit. We're told to give everything up to God, our prayers and worries, and also our successes. Our last devotional this week was about God's Word. I got a heavy dose of challenge from this last message for the week. Essentially, we were directed to be sure that we're not overlooking the meaning in God's words. Many of us have ornaments or decor in our homes with scripture on it. But how often do we read and study that scripture? They might be verses that we know by heart and can recite from memory. But how often do we stop and study each and every word? There is always an opportunity to learn more. Passages that we've read time and time again, there is still more to uncover. The question is this, are we taking the time to continue to learn? I have loved and am still loving this journey on the I'm on with the devotional and the podcast because it's given me the chance to read more scripture, to look deeper into Bible texts that I'm not as familiar with, and those that I'm familiar with too. The minor prophet Habakkuk has come up a couple of times in the last year. This is a book in the Bible that I had never even heard of before. Habakkuk essentially is about prayers that God answers, but not in the way or the timeline that we'd hoped for. I'm sure that sounds familiar. Habakkuk 1 verse 2 says this, How long, O Lord, must I call for help, but you do not listen? Violence is everywhere. I cry, but you do not come to save. In this very first piece of the chapter, Habakkuk is begging God to answer. And then later in verse 1, God replies and says, For I am doing something in your own day, something you wouldn't believe even if someone told you about it. God was working on Habakkuk's prayers all along, just not in the way that the prophet had asked. We're talking about diving into scripture and really studying it 
And that's an example of one book that I dove into this year and I've been interested to see how it's helped, how it's been apparent in my own life and how relevant some of it really is today. We have this incredible tool in the Bible and I want to encourage everyone to spend time in your Bible as often as you can. Sure, we don't all get to study scripture in depth every day, but perhaps once a week. Perhaps you can do my flicking through the Bible and seeing what page you land on. Have a think about that. As always, thank you so much for listening. I hope that there were some good nuggets in here for you this week. Amen.